Welcome to Porch Talk. This is the Happy Hour Edition, a.k.a. the Dreamcast, a.k.a. that I'm drinking. I don't know if anybody else is drinking, but it's Friday, and it's been a long-ass week. I'm Eric. Easy, tell them, papitos, daddy, took them down. DMV, Charlotte, Fredericksburg, and Mansfield's finest. <laughs> Brockwood Elementary, Custable 6 Valedictorian. Uh, this is a 365 episode. List of 365 deep, thought-provoking questions. Um, in order of your grandmother's birth month, introduce yourselves. Oh, well, then I'd go last because my grandma's birthday is in December. All right. My grandma was born in July. It's the champion of women's rights. Ezra's not so secret, not actual girlfriend. Fresh off work. It's Diana. Hey, finally got a job. Clap it up one time. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I guess finally, it's it's Ethan. You know the unofficial favorite guest cast member. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Ethan Tellum. The only HBCU attendee slash soon to be grad. Go ahead and throw your boy a follow. Throw him some love. It's free to love. Um, we should no. make an official uh award for guest of the year. We should. We could look into it. It would be me. It for sure would not be you. <laughs> I did I have a lot of feedback after Diana's episode. I've got the hottest takes. No, you have the worst takes. There's a difference. <laughs> With this so much feedback that like they was like, wow, this girl is like really like not it. Yeah, Don't like who the fuck is this person? Hot <laughs> hot and bad are not synonymous. <laughs> <laughs> with that being said um, unless there's any more shameless plugs y'all would like to do we can hop into these questions is there? maybe I do oh follow me on Twitter at Chocolate Desire Chocolate Desire? Chocolate with a K yes interesting mm. that sounds like an OnlyFans if I've ever heard of it I'm thinking about making one Hey, Shotties, hit me up for some nut vids. Don't worry about it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anywho, um, I guess we'll hit it. You know how it goes. 365 deep, thought provoking questions. We would like if you take these serious, Diana. Um, I do not want any dumb bullshit answers. Um, the list is provided with her questions. So if you get stumped or stuck, you can answer her questions. Excuse me. Both of y'all will have the same questions at any time. If Diana's answer is stupid, feel free to cut it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, we'll start it off at like question 42 for real. What is the most desirable trait another person can possess? Um, The ability to make me laugh. If you can't make me laugh, the, the, the relationship, friendship, or otherwise is going nowhere. What's yours, Diana? I would say understanding, like the ability to know where someone else is coming from and take that into account in the way that you treat them and the way that you interpret their actions. So is it like compassionate? Um, no, it's more like I I said understanding. So it's not necessarily like the emotional thought that goes into it. It's more like the reflection in your own actions or the reflection in how you interpret someone else's actions. 
Mm, Ethan, when you said um funny, yeah. Um, can you elaborate? Like, is it she needs to have you laughing all the time, or she can be like cutesy and quirky, and that's funny? Like, what what aspect of funny? Uh, not, she does not have to be like busting my guts all the time. Like, it has to be like she has some, you know, a pretty good sense of humor. She doesn't have to be the funniest person I ever met. Because if that was the case, then Diana and her, I would not talk at all. So it's more of just like she has to be able to make me laugh here and there and kind of understand where my humor is coming from and kind of adjust, you know what I'm saying? Because I like to address to other people's humor as it comes and goes. I'm so funny. Let that be known. I cannot lie. Anybody who has to defend themselves with the line, I am so funny, has never been funny. You guys tell me I'm funny all the time. Nobody's Um... ever told you that. Is it in a backhanded way where you tell me that I'm funny when I don't mean to be funny? Yes, but I'm still counting it as times you've told me I'm funny. That's not funny. I hate to see you switch it up for the podcast. All Nobody is switching it. Oh, oh, no. no, that is not funny. If somebody is telling you you're not funny when you try to be, you're not even situationally funny, but when you argue your point and get frustrated, it's funny to me. That doesn't make you funny. I'm not laughing with you. I'm laughing at you. Yeah, that might be. Hmm? That might be the worst type of funny when someone says like your actions. It's funny to me. It's like, damn, you you lost right there. I just want public record to know that this is not how Ezra talks to me when we're not on the podcast. (gasps) Me telling you you're not funny. I tell you you're not funny. Like, what this are you tone saying? you're taking with me right now is not <sighs> the same. I love oh, the cap. I love the might, cap. We might have it's another crazy Sean case. She might like be I'm leaking the text messages. Kind of validate whether you're wrong or right. Because I'd be on mm-hmm. the call. Yes. So does Ezra, in fact, talk to her like that? <sighs> hmm? he, he does not. Uh, what? Thank you, Ethan. Not on a regular this, basis. This is funny. Because if anything, I would probably say I talk worse than this. No, I belittle her so more. Stern. That's because I'm the host of a podcast. We've got to keep the order when we've got <laughs> delinquents on the call. Say whatever you need to say to maintain your public image. But I you wish. and Ethan know the truth. You know what? Wow. That is fine. And we will this let you a... continue to say whatever you have to say to let the public think that you're the women's rights champion. Okay, this is we, we got to keep it real. Diana is not a women's rights champion. We know that, but we're going to let her perceive this image. I wish you guys understood. But as people who aren't women, I just can never expect you to know. Um, wow. Is it your one thing for like relationships understanding? Um, I'm not going to lie, before we move on to the next topic, the easiest way to lose a conversation is to tell somebody because they don't fit the exact criteria or group of the conversation, they'll never know. But I mean, I guess you learn how to argue one-on-one. I think the important context for this conversation is that we've had it multiple times. Wait, 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 wait. you're cutting out, you're cutting out, you're cutting out. Um, (laughs) Question 49. Wait, I actually have a question before you hear the next question. So yes. I'm, I'm not sure if you guys follow The Bachelor at all this season, um, but the girl he picked had some antebellum pictures back in college, and 
um, some, you know, other things that weren't great looking for her, uh, kind of towards the racist alley, we'll say. And uh, the Bachelor is a black man, strong black man. Shout out Matt. Kisses with his eyes open, kind of weird. Ooh. Yeah, he does his weird. He said, um, I realize that she'll never understand what it's like to be a black man in America. And this girl's white. I mean, that's kind of fucking obvious, is it not? Like, obviously, she's never going to know. So I don't know how, like, he said it in kind of like, I don't, I don't know what he expected her to fully be able to understand that. Because it's just the same thing with anything else. Like, I'll never understand what it's like to be a fake champion of women's rights. Um, like, that kind of stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just want to get your guys' a kind of opinion on that statement. Right here. Um, what I will say is that, because me and Ezra were kind of talking on this topic, this is a strong black man. Do not get me wrong. But this is mm-hmm. also a coon. Because this man, episode one, was making sure that we knew that he was not choosing no blackie as a partner by the end of that show. That's one. Two. I don't like how we kind of switched up like that he was dating her after the fact. Because I was being told about it and they were like, oh, he broke up with her like when all this stuff about her antebellum college trip and all that stuff dropped. I'm like, well, you were with this girl for a certain amount of time, and I'm sure you kind of knew what she was on to begin with. And now that this stuff drops, you're breaking up with her. Mm, I think you was trying to save face at the end of the day, and I kind of don't like that. If you're going to date her before, you better date her after. I agree. Does the uh, champion of women's rights have any comments on that? I do not keep up with The Bachelor. Um, but on the point of him saying that she would never know, like, his struggles, I think to an extent, you can have knowledge of where you went wrong, especially when it's that blatantly obvious, so I don't think he should excuse her in that respect, but it is important to highlight that she will never experience some of the things he experienced firsthand, and she may have a hard time grasping the nuance of that. I mean, that's all I'd expect (laughs) from you. No, no, we got that out the way. Um, question 58. Has your greatest fear ever come true? And this could be at any point in life. At any point in life, did you have a, this is my greatest fear, and it came true? Mm-hmm. Does our greatest fear have to be significant, or does it just have to be the thing we fear most in that moment? Um... It can't be no dumb shit, but it doesn't. It doesn't have to be the most significant thing in the world, but it cannot I be think stupid. Everything I'm going to say is probably going to be viewed as stupid by you. Um, I, um, if it's a legitimate thing, not for example, at one point, my greatest fear when I was in like fourth grade was getting a speaking part in the play, not because I didn't want to do it. But because the play was butt, and I knew I was going to get a butt character, and I did. So my greatest fear did come true. So, like, it doesn't have to be something super significant because, like, fears are based off of your point in life. But don't be like, uh, I'm scared of sleeping with my door closed and the um, wind blew it I'd shut one night. One of my biggest fears that came true, and this was when I was younger. I, I'm sure it was, like, middle school or something like that. But um, it was this girl that I kind of been talking to for a while. I wanted to ask her out, and, you know, 
I'll say my biggest fear is she say no, and then she tell her friends, and that's exactly what happened. So you know what? Mm. <laughs> Embarrassment mm. was probably at that time the the worst thing that could come out of that. So my biggest fear did come true. It doesn't come true most of the time, but sometimes it does. Um, I would say yes. At work, I have to get like certified to do state compliance testing. And I was really worried that I would fail. It was like my greatest fear because I don't want my coworkers to look down on me. And I absolutely failed for something silly. So it was awful. What'd you fail for? Um, we have to run blanks to ensure that we're not contributing any like mass to the samples. And my blanks failed because they were too negative, meaning that they were probably a little like moist just from ambient air moisture. Um, when I weighed them, and so when I burned off like the fluid in the furnace, they came out negative on the back end, and they were too negative by like point four. So hey, you got to so, do better. I do do better now. Um, I haven't failed my blank since. Too easy. I passed it the first time actually. Did yeah. you? I'm so happy for you. Congratulations. I got two good ones. All right, it didn't make me lose my spot. Here we go. I don't know why that just reloaded in the middle of nowhere. That was weird as shit. Um, all right. This is one of my I like this question because it gives some sort of like nostalgia. What is your happiest childhood memory and what makes it so special? I feel like I got asked this one before, but I'm a um give the same answer. I said my happiest happiest childhood memory was probably when I was living in uh, Ashburn, Virginia. Shout out Nova. Um, And we were just out there on the block, kicking it with the boys over at the generator of the uh, cul-de-sac. It was really good times. Yes, sir. Good summers. Good summers. I would say that mine is probably when I was in fifth grade, I think. I did ballroom dance, and my team won the gold medal at our little ballroom dance competition. It was really significant for me as a child. Not so significant now, but I really was, like, super happy that we won. Because it's fuck Robert down in this house. Okay. Like that, like that. Um, 83. Eric, if at any point you got something off the top question-wise, just let it go. Um. 83, would you rather lose all of your old... Oh, my God, this is good. Would you rather lose all of your old memories or never be able to make new ones? I would, hands down, rather lose all of my old memories. I could probably agree because I feel like that just kind of gives you a fresh slate, low-key. Like, yeah, you're you're forgetting all the good memories but you're also forgetting all the bad ones too that might hold you back in the future so i'd rather give up my old memories rather than uh never be able to remember anymore i think i'm the complete opposite i think i would rather keep all of my current and old memories than be able to make new ones and i think my reason why would be I got old parents, and I'm not home anywhere near as much as I want to be, so I'd hate, knock on wood, 
to think that my parents could pass away while I'm in Mansfield or something. And then I'd never have a memory mm. of my parents. That's true. But also, I feel like you're underestimating, like, you're only, like, everybody's in their yeah. 20s, right? Mm-hmm. You have at least, like, 50 years Ugh. to go and you're not going to remember anything from now? <laughs> yeah, but I'll still be, I won't be able to remember it, but I'll still be able to live and, like, do those things. So I feel like having the memories that I would have to lose, the old memories, and then at least being able to, like, go do the things still. I feel like that would be okay for me. Once you get a certain level old, I mean, you want to remember like some points about your kids in the future. And I feel like that's something that you're missing out on greatly. Imagine having a daughter and then like intimidating the fuck out of the first guy she brings home and like just him pissing his pants with all your guns. That's a great memory. That would be a great memory. You lose your earliest memories anyway. So it would be sad to lose that connection to your parents, but you're not going to be able to experience all of the memories that would have stuck with you, basically. Yeah, I'm still rocking with my answer. But you made some points. Forget. Don't worry, this isn't me. Oh, I was going to forgetting all of the past memories would save me, like, 15 20 30 minutes on the going to sleep end of my life because i wouldn't be able to ponder all the times that i have mildly embarrassed myself in the past 23 years so it's a win for me does that bother you does it i literally can't sleep because i'll think about the one time in fifth grade that like i accidentally closed the door on someone and then they were mad at me about it who cares (laughs) that's the thing i shouldn't care i don't want to care but my brain cares. That's weird that your brain set okay, up in that way. Um, well, Ezra's looking for the next question. Um, Eric, I have a question for you since you haven't really been answering questions. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's say that you're a terrorist organization, right? Oh, my you God. To, <laughs> this is good. locations in America to do the most damage, right? What three locations are you choosing oh. and why? Oh, Relocations? You say in America, America or the world? You have you have beef with America. America. I have beef with America, so I'm trying to send yeah, a you're message. Trying to do as much damage as possible with these three nukes. Uh, I'm taking out DC strictly for the fact that then DMV will be in fact be Delaware, Maryland, Virginia. <laughs> okay. Self, that's just for the it. memes right there alone. <laughs> um. Hmm. Where are a bunch of hippies? Oh my at? goodness! Oh my gosh! Hey yo, I'm gonna tell you mine once you finish, but I Wait, like where your head's at. Have you ever? Oh my god! Have you guys heard about the TikTok commune? Come on, man. We're, what? Hey yo, come on, man. We're no, in the middle of a question with, like, right hippies. now. Yeah, but come on now, like let him do his hmm. thing, bro. Like, come on, bro. Honestly, I feel like whatever the most racist state is, which might be Missouri, per what Ezra was telling me, might have to go <laughs> off the map. <laughs> which is a shame because that means I might be in crossfires, but I feel like I could get out, assumingly. And since you are the one setting it off, and then my get back to getting out. That's true. The third one, huh? Yo, honestly, if we're getting people out of here, I'm getting the whole state of Texas out of here. Because you know what? <laughs> All right. Hold on, hold, ambitious. On. hold on. Because listen, they've been trying to get rid of like, they're like, oh, we're the South. We're going to secede from the United States. And then they were all talking all this shit. 
saying we don't need to wear a mask and then their power went down and they were like oh my god help us so they can go fuck themselves i got the next question loaded um beforehand i your mind was all <laughs> over the place here you weren't really thinking like a terrorist for instance ethan can share his afterwards mine was las vegas because bomb las vegas they're gonna lose so much money just because las vegas brings in so much money uh new york city because stock exchange and then Quantico because Marine Base and the FBI. There. Oh, so you're trying to we, we you're trying to country. fuck up the country. I'm just trying to take people out. Yeah, yeah. You're just trying to make sure DMV is Delaware. I'm going to hit DC because yeah, I'm then hitting the New York Stock Exchange. I am obliterating everything over there, and then I'm doing I'm doing something a little bit off kilter. Fort Knox, Kentucky during training season. There you have National Guard, Reserve, active duty, and future officers that you're taking out all in one punch. Plus, the, uh, the well, they say, I'm going to go ahead and say that the gold is there, but the gold depository is also there. So you're, you're getting the money, the future, the current. Oh, my goodness. That's going to do some damage. Mm. So I clearly went too personal, and you yeah. guys were going big time, mm. big big minds. Mm. All right, here we go. Mm, I don't love that one. I thought you said you had a question. All right, here we go. I thought you what? said you had one queued up. That is true. <laughs> I did, but then I left it because I didn't like it enough. The more you talked, the more I was like, "This one's trash." All right, here we go. Um. Hmm. How have you changed in the last... No, that's bullshit. I don't like it. Skipping it. Here we go. When you think of home, what specifically do you think of? Um, I think of my parents, probably my dog. Um, not my sister, but, you know, those three things. I do enjoy Alex. Um, shoot. I feel like there's a lot of emotions that, that come up when I think of home. Not all of them are positive, but um, most of them are. Really? When I think home, because most of the time when I'm back home, you and Kevin are back home. So I'm like, dang, chilling with the boys, hang on with my mom, hang on with my dad. And then I just go ahead and add like three or four times I just mm. get yelled at for no reason. So... <laughs> that is generally I feel like home for me is like my family, and then I just think of like different food spots uh, for yeah, sure. You know what? Yeah, going in the food. Oh, absolutely, definitely a needed. Big facts. Um, one thirty-five. How many of your friends would you trust with your life? Two. Oh shit! There's two. two. Name drop. It would be Kevin Ward and Sergeant <laughs> Brown. <laughs> All right, so now this is a joke. We're just we're making funnies. I asked that we took this conversation seriously. Oh. I'm telling you right now, I would trust both of them with my life because I think when it comes down to it, they are rational thinkers and they are good friends. Ezra, I would not trust you with my life because you are selfish. Hey, as I say, hey, pull the plug because I got a life insurance policy out on there. <laughs> um, 
Things here seem interesting because I think I am. I don't. I don't need to make my pitch for being friend of all friends. It's not needed. The only thing I would say is, um, if you're calling Sergeant Brown, I hope there are no hoes around because you're not getting <laughs> saved if there's hoes around. And if you're calling Kevin Ward, I hope the game's not <laughs> on because you're not getting saved um, if he's on the game. I'll say because I feel like that's a tricky question because I feel like people. Your friends uh, might change depending on the uh, situation that you're in. But if I had to give off a number, I would say four, maybe five. Uh, Darius is on the uh, list. Because <laughs> I can see him being like, nah, I ain't going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. Whoo! This one's it right here. Is it better to have loved and lost or to have never loved at all? Mm. I'd say. I say love and lost, mainly because, at least for me, sometimes I thrive in the pain. <laughs> I thrive in the heartbreak. So, you know, I definitely say love and loss. I would also say love and loss, but because it teaches you, like, valuable lessons and helps you develop Bro. as a person, even though, like, may be painful. I'm sorry that I really value... How I grew as a person after heartbreak. Oh yeah, That's I think you've actually devolved since your heartbreaks. <laughs> yeah, like what? That is so rude. Right, I'm, gonna hit, I'm gonna hit all one more three six five, and then we're gonna get in something different. Um, don't worry, what it is. I'm worried. I'm a, just give me a random number between one sixty eight and three sixty five. Ninety five. Three twenty three. Three one ninety five and three twenty two. Twenty three. Twenty three. All right. One ninety five is. What is the greatest peer pressure you've ever um, felt? I'll tell you right now. You're involved. Oh. <laughs> so Don't tell this cap of a story I'm again. Still living in Royal Oaks, right? And you know, I'm hanging out with my friend. We having a good time. And Kevin and Ezra are back at the crib drinking in the basement. I was like, "Oh, slow down! Wait for me! Wait for me!" They're like, "Nah, fuck that! I'm not waiting for you." So they started drinking. I rushed back home, right? And these people, we're we're drinking the world's nastiest shit. By the way, um, it's like five dollars. <laughs> oh, it was a bad night. Gas station, fucking uh, some beers, and then like a handle of spiced rum, Captain Morgan. Right, what? so they're all like, "You got to, yeah. or you got to catch up. You got to catch up, right?" And I'm like, "Fine." And Kevin's like in the back, like losing his mind, talking about, "Don't listen to him. Don't listen." To him. He <laughs> said, "No, you're a fucking pussy. You're a fucking pussy." And you know, I, I'm like, <laughs> you know, uh, you know what? I was 19 at the time. He was gonna call me a pussy for no reason, right? And so I'm over here. I, I'm gonna, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna do my thing. So I'm over here. I am throwing back this Captain Morgan, chasing it with a wine, drinking some beer on the side. I'm going dummy fast. I'm drinking a lot all at one time. And then nothing. 
right? I woke up the next day, throw up oh, all over the bathroom. I got Lily's number in my phone. I don't even remember talking to her. I just, it was a bad morning. I missed out on like a four-star restaurant because my hangover was that bad. Yeah. Damn. That was, that was a It tale. actually made me stronger, though. Uh, I'm glad. I love that for you. I would say, I can't remember, like, a specific incident where I experienced, like, peer pressure, but it was probably related to my friends telling me to go somewhere with them, me going, and me hating it. That's the worst peer pressure story I've ever heard. Yeah, I'm like, sorry what? that I just don't recall ever being peer pressured, but that may be because I have a very limited number of peers. Anyway, we're not even going to divulge <laughs> that. Um, 323, what is the number one quality that makes someone a good leader? Hmm. I think it has to be previous experience in that they've worked the job that or like the position that they're leading or just they've been in a situation of those that they're leading um i can kind of uh cherry pick off of that in a sense of i think it's confidence that makes a person a good leader and experience breeds confidence so i i mostly agree with what diana said um I don't know if for me it's experience because I feel like some people are natural born leaders. You put them in a room with something they've never done before and people still gravitate to them. I think they've got to be um, respected. You got to respect someone to follow them. So I think I probably go with respected. You got to have some respect for them in some capacity. Because if you're in a room and none of y'all have done this before, the person who talked a lot is not necessarily the leader. It's going to be the person you respect the most in that room who sound like, you know, we can follow this nigga. Are you just envisioning yourself as you're thinking <laughs> about it? Because that's what it feels um, like. I'm not going to lie. I am a natural born leader of men, but I was not thinking about myself. <laughs> Dana, while I'm looking for a uh, yeah, um, do you think there can be more than one leader in a situation? I definitely think so, especially in situations where you're not all, like, physically in the same area. Um, all right, next okay. question. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think there could be more than one alpha? Um, I, in that respect, if we're in a situation where someone has to, like, assert the utmost dominance over everyone else in the group, um, clearly there can't be more than one. Um, I disagree. And here's why. I was 26, 25 years old when I found out that wolves, like we were taught to be alpha wolves, blah, blah, blah. Wolves I don't that. operate on like an alpha that. system. They operate. Yep. Was it you who told me this? Okay. I also seen a TikTok about it. You might have told me beforehand. I'll give Sergeant Brown his credit. <laughs> they don't operate on an alpha system. So everything I thought about that went out the window. And then I also think about like sports teams and even some work environments and i'm like you know what you're gonna have four or five alphas on one project and still get the task done i think i feel like you have to be like um a selfless alpha and the fact that you need to be able to work with other people and like 
taking what they're saying. That's the real success. Can't work with other people. But um, also, yeah, I agree. Is um, when you said multiple alphas, Ezra was telling me about this documentary about like this pride of lions that was nothing but like male lions, right? Oh shit! Yeah, they were like. They were taking charge of the game over there. It was not playing with them other pussies. Five of them. It's it's like the Macambu lines or whatever. They ran South Africa from like the nineties into like no, like late eighties to the early nineties. And it was just a band of brothers who was fucking shit up. How, so what happened to them? Fucking humans interacted and broke them up, and then they slowly died off. Because apparently they, I haven't watched the documentary yet. It's on YouTube. It's also on fucking like Apple Watch, but you can't get that to stream on anything. So it's kind of annoying. Not Apple, Facebook Watch. Mm. So it's kind of annoying. I'm not going to watch it on my computer. But from what the comments were saying, they're like, oh, I can't believe humans did this and blah, blah, blah. Apparently humans stepped in because they were like running through resources, but not really running through resources. Like they were killing other lions and shit solely because like, hey, yo, this our fucking territory. So, like, numbers were going down. But even at that, like, I'll, even if you're trying to control the population or whatnot, like, they in the wild. If that's the way yeah. they do shit, let them do their shit. Yeah, I feel like, because now I'm like, damn, I wonder what would have happened if they just kept going. I feel like that, that sounds like a power group dynamic right there. of, like, all no, lions to a certain uh, degree. Because I feel like the lions that ended up surviving and running away, right, they're going to be in the same mindset of, damn, I just got fucked up by four male lions working together. I can't do this on my own no more. This, this shit is changing. Yeah, they would have they would have had to team up. I think it's... That's, oh, God. No, I'm just... I was going to let that stupid because I feel like you just have to let nature play, Absolutely. like, take its course and see what happens. I agree. I was just going to say in relation to the question, I think it would be important to note that your interpretation of like what the word alpha means definitely like influences your your answer like how you like picture an alpha in your head because i think that men versus women definitely have a whole different meaning attached to the word alpha a whole different like stigma of what an alpha is supposed to be i don't think that's the case because all of our definition was like yeah i think that'd be alpha of you to step back and know that it's not your place to step up and lead so there can be more than one. And you were like, there can only be one alpha. No, because, like, I wasn't thinking about it in, like, relation to, like, the type of man you're being or the type of person you're being. I was thinking about it in, like, a strict hierarchical, like, these are the roles that we play, like, equating it with leadership, not necessarily, like, a state of being. Yeah, but you're still a woman who thought about it that way. Is that not leadership? I said, but you're still, Mm -hmm. like, a woman who thought about it that way, so... Um, no yeah that's what i'm saying so you guys attributed it to a state of being because the term alpha is traditionally or like normally attributed to men like it is in your interest to be an alpha male arguably and that's how it's phrased mm. in general so i think that i don't know if i say in your interest because i know a lot of niggas that they call people but they ain't alpha a day in their life but i'm saying like <laughs> People get shamed for not being like alpha enough, which is why the whole like sigma movement is going on, which is um in line with. I don't know what that is. Don't know what that is. Yeah, but do you think people are getting sigma? Yeah, like do you think? Okay, do you think people are getting shamed for not being alpha? Because I feel like everyone knows, like, uh, if we're gonna equate alphas to leadership, 
we can't lead and follow ourselves. So someone's um, got to be there to follow. The alpha no, there's like def- fucking muscle rat people. They're like, they're just mm-hmm. hella strong all the time. Oh yeah, no, you got to have that alpha mentality. It's like, nigga, just they not. Yeah, but them niggas not really muscle alpha. hamsters who are bad because like, they got bullied in high school. Yeah. Okay, I have the socio-sexual hierarchy pulled up. So, traditionally, I swear, I don't know who created this, but traditionally, you have the alpha, beta, gamma, and omega, right? So, this diagram has sigma on the same level as alpha, but outside of this pyramid. And the description underneath the term sigma says, the sigma and alpha are equal. The sigma male sits outside the, of the hierarchy by his own choice. So that kind of lone wolf type mindset. I yes. Hate that mindset. Um, I hate that. Again, I've n- I haven't heard of this, so I hope this means that it doesn't have much movement. It seems none of us have heard of this outside of you. Um, it sounds stupid as shit. Like I don't know who. I don't know who wasn't an alpha and thought they needed to create this, but they're not an alpha. Like, what? Hold on, I got another diagram. But there's nothing wrong. I don't think there's nothing wrong with not being an alpha, because like like I said, not everybody is a natural-born leader. But I think it's because it comes from the I'm not like other boys, like, like mindset, that it's just so funny. It wouldn't be as funny by itself if it was just like, like, it's a thing. But people are like pushing that. No, 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 no. I'm not an alpha. I'm a sigma. Like I'm like an alpha. Yeah, but, that's like, weird. Um, <laughs> and also, I don't feel like all like yeah, I haven't heard this. That sounds like weird. Leaders can be built. They don't necessarily have to be born. Do I feel like for some people it may be a little tougher? Yeah, but I feel like it can be trained. I think that's a that's a like that's a viewpoint some people do believe in. I think that. Again, you can technically be a like trained leader, but I think train I think I don't think trained leaders have the same control of a situation that like I would think natural born leaders do. Because if you're a natural born leader, like that doesn't even mean like you make the best decisions or you're always right, this and that. People just gravitate to you. It's hard to train someone to make people gravitate to them. And part of being a leader is like people gravitate and want to follow you, wanna listen to you. That's the part that's like that hard to like the be trained or learned part. to do. Hmm. All right, so what are these next questions? Oh damn, we was gonna hit some of the podcast hot topics. Eric, you got any hot topic off the top of your head from last year? From the last year, yeah. I feel like we went through a lot of them the last time. Not that maybe not the last time we had you both on, but we talked a lot about that stuff. Um, I don't even know. Let me see here. Let me see what we got off the top of my head. Off the top of my head, let's go finances and roles within yeah, a marriage. I feel like we oh, I think about I was y'all, here for um, that one. Bro, oh, fuck. okay. Let's go. Oh, sh- hey, we can't games. do that one because we got this one coming up on Monday. Oh, um. Uh, have we yeah. talked disciplining our kids? Yes. Oh, you were here for Will Smith. Not Will Smith, Will Smansa. What about uh, what about the um, <laughs> Kirk Franklin shit that just happened? Bitch ass. We could talk a little Kirk. Um, I do not know what that is. 
Uh, so Kirk Flankett is a gospel singer. He is the richest gospel singer in America. Um, he's a staple in black communities, and he was caught calling his son on recording a bitch ass nigga. When I see your fucking ass, I'ma step on your fucking neck. <gasps> like they were really getting into it, and I'll, I'll put my foot up your ass. Apparently, this is his son. From a previous marriage, he has one kid from that marriage. He's got a new wife with two more kids, and then a kid he adopted. This kid is thirty-three, and the strange—they don't have a relationship. He hasn't been invited over in fifteen plus years. Their relationship is just bad. So he is a Christian. He is also like the black focal point for gospel. Like Kirk Franklin is associated outside of his porn addiction that he beat with oh like gospel God. and Christianity. Um. Before we really open it up, my only thing really on it is, even as a Christian, as a man, as a rep, he's a minister. I don't know if that's how you speak to somebody, but we'll remove Christianity and his faith from it. I don't know as a father, in any capacity as a father, if that's how you talk to your kid. And that's what I, base level, that's why I have a problem. Because my dad ain't never going to call me. And call me a bitch ass nigga. I'ma put my motherfucking foot up your ass. I feel like it's not gonna happen. To add his like religion in there, cause that's like his, that's his platform. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's what he stands on. That's where he makes all of his that money is his platform. from. And you know that's what he claims all the time, even on social media. So I feel like we do have to add his religion in there. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like this man Kirk Franklin done had a little too many slip ups for me. To, to be like, oh yeah, that's I agree. The man. That's the man, the guy. That's the gospel singer. You know, he stand on his morals and stuff. This man was a yes. porn, and he talking to his kid like a stranger who just spit on him. Like the addiction to porn shows me that he's got some toxic traits because the way he was handling that, like. A- I'm not saying if you have an addiction, you're toxic. I'm going to say most things that come along with addiction probably have some toxic characteristics or traits. Kirk Franklin and me got toxic traits. And then when you talk about him being a Christian, like a lot of the people defending him, because a lot of people were defending him, were like, oh, Christians makes mistakes, this and that, this and that, which is true. But the way this nigga treated his son, the way he cussed this nigga the fuck out, this was not his first time. This happened regularly. So it's I don't know if we can chalk this up as a mistake. He knew what he was doing. He knew he was going to make sure his son yeah, felt I his wrath. And also, just not even just focusing on him specifically, but just like more famous people. I feel like what they always say is, I'm human too, and I'm making strides to do better, and then change absolutely nothing. Because I feel like you can make the argument that you're human mm-hmm. too. I don't know why people put like, Famous people as like these perfect individuals, which they are not, and they prove to you time and time again that they're not. But I feel like them just saying, Oh, I'm human, shouldn't be like a scapegoat for them because it ain't a scapegoat for anybody else. You know what I'm saying? Like the regular person, I just don't feel like that's a good excuse. I agree. And wrong is still wrong. Diana, what you got? Just me being nosy, what's the context for the, the voicemail, like the conversation? Like, why was um, he I'm not, They didn't say anything beforehand, but in an interview, his son said that, and you can hear Kirk Franklin saying, don't ever fucking disrespect me like that. The son is saying that he said to his dad what his dad said to him. 
So whatever Kirk took as super fucking disrespectful was something Kirk then said to him first. I would say that even if that's a child from like a marriage that you're no longer part of, that's still your child and you should never like speak to them like that. Even as like another person, if that's a stranger, you shouldn't even speak to them like that unless they've done something absolutely horrid. So that he was wrong for that. And knowing that he's got like previous transgressions, it should definitely come back to his religion if he's transgressed on the principles of that religion multiple times. And that's like where he's earning his money. How do we feel about the I porn addiction out of curiosity? That is like um, the most wild thing. Like, I feel like, like when I think of porn addiction, and I it think was of, like a single person who has been single for years, right? Getting no play play at all, right? No punene at all. This man got a wife. Like, I'm not saying that, oh, the wife got to put out like every night, yada, yada, yada. But I'm saying like, you have kids, so you clearly getting in that box to some degree. I feel like you can throw in porn into that situation yeah. if she's not, you know, doing her thing like she should be. But in addiction? Yeah. And his was an extreme addiction. Like, nigga was canceling plans. He was canceling what? dinners to go home and beat it. So that's why I was like, no, He was down mm. terrible. But then again, I can't really judge. I can't judge too And we much. gave him... Because you know people go through their own things, but that's crazy. the whole the whole community gave him a pass. It was like you know what you're struggling through that you're beating it. Everybody has their struggles, okay? Which I'm fine with. Everybody do has your struggles. You are still just human, like everybody else. I'm sorry you was on this magnified platform, but now this one after that, it's like, hey yo, like what else I'm been hit. going on, Kirk? I still stand when we talked about on the podcast that I didn't like that his son put it out there, but you made a good point when we talked about it. Like if this is his son from his first marriage and then he like, people are not believing him. He's like, Hey, listen, I'm not fucking bullshitting. Kirk's an asshole to me. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know, I, too. I was like, maybe he was talking to him and disrespecting him so much to the point where he felt like he had to say something in order for it to like spark a change, you know? Because I equated it to, like, um, mm-hmm. basically, you know, your husband beating you, right? Or he hit you or something like that. You eventually going to go out and put that joint in the public and be like, hey, yo, this person beating me in order to either get help or for them to stop, you know? Because now they're in the public eye. That is facts. Yeah. I got a different. We're going to take a little turn. We're going to take a little turn. Since I know we didn't discuss this with either of you on here. Um, hot take. Fines for crimes really only affect the poor. And what alternatives do we have? Uh, if there is a crime and the punishment for the crime is a fine, that crime oh. is not a crime to the rich Absolutely. people. And it I mean, does not affect the rich people. only written for middle class to poor people, if we're going to keep it real. Because these rich people can do really whatever the fuck they want. And if they got the money to afford a good enough lawyer or pay off somebody, they don't gotten away with it. You know how many fucking famous celebrities have gotten away with raping, like, all this other shit that would send everybody else to jail? I'm not... I feel like these laws are fucked up. I feel like if there's a fine, there should also be, like, a community service option. You know? 
we did talk about that, but the the issues that we thought about that could arise were like if you're working multiple jobs, you're not trying to and you need the money, you're not trying to then take off and trying to lose money to go do community service and then at what point can you like reschedule and then people just start ditching out and at what point you then take those people and start throwing them in jail for not going. Yeah, the question becomes how do you punish those who are affluent without punishing those who aren't community service and here's what i community service has its flaws but community service would be baseline the best model because let's say you can have a community service option like i said before where it's we volunteer at the ymca boys club or the girls club something like that then bitches open until nine or ten every night except for sunday so you're giving me upwards of 180 hours throughout that week in which you can volunteer. Actually, no, 180 is only open for six to nine, over 15 hours. Uh, take away nine, 40. You're giving me upwards of 130 ish hours that week in which I can volunteer. You work a 40 hour work week. You got 90 hours left that you can still volunteer. It's not going to be ideal, it's not going to be like roses shit's not gonna be sweet even if you work in two jobs you work 80 hours you would still then have 50 hours to volunteer like the shit might suck but it's not supposed to be fun or convenient for you i actually have a uh we we talked about this because i I remember talking to victoria uh shout out victoria on twitch about it and she said um, it wouldn't be impossible to continue fines for people for crime. We just need to make it proportional to each individual's income, which I think they try to do. If you use previous year income taxes, you could do a percentage uh, with the option to appeal for sudden unemployment, medical debt, et cetera. And if someone can offer absolutely no payment, community service is an option so long as discussed how the person in question will get there and that it can be scheduled based off their home slash work slash appointment schedule needs, which I think is a good uh, compromise. Like, Make sure that you can at least work with them and you're not like, hey, I need you there every Tuesday. And it's like, dude, I fucking work. Yeah. What do you want me to do? I'm not going to miss work. Yeah, you definitely have to work with them. I definitely don't like the percentage junk because that, that get a little hectic. So I don't like the percentage aspect. I do think like it would just pretty much have to be community service. And at some point in time, you got to find a way to make it happen. And maybe you're lenient. You give them two, three months. So they got a while to complete their service hours. So it's nothing like crazy. You got 40 hours to do it this week. Like you give them time to do it. Excuse me, but that's like the only option. And then we even talk like having a community service or fine aspect. But then even at that, like a nigga like me going to just take the fine. Because if it's 10 hours of community service for speeding or I pay the fine, I'm going to just pay the fine. And I assume niggas with money would always just pay the fine. So then it would still just be punishing the poor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, I remember when we did it, I was like, hey, if you have anything. She was the only one got back to us, but I, I really don't know any other options. That makes sense, at least. The percentage, like, on paper makes sense, but I just don't think nobody would like that. Like, if that was a bill we were voting on, and that was something like your senator was trying to get pushed through or your governor was trying to get pushed through, you'd be like, nah, fuck no, you don't got my vote. Because percentage would get tricky if you're someone with some money. Well, like if it's 10% of whatever you make, 
if you work at McDonald's, no shade to McDonald's, and 10% of that check is $40, if we both were speeding and you paying $40, and I was caught speeding doing the same exact mileage over as you, and let's say I make 100000 so I got to pay 10000 to your $40? Mm-hmm. Nah. The, I feel like there's too much room for like then have like it such cash, though. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You have you have to cap it at probably what the what the baseline that people would get is the cap. But if you're under that, like your employment status is under but that, what would homeless you can then start going percentages up. Um, the unemployment boys do. They skate free. They don't got no income. Their only service? option will be community service. So, I mean, I, I, but if you have the options, at least yeah. you can be like, hey, what do you want to do and go from there? Yeah, that is a little better. <sighs> Something about me knows people would be hectic, though, about that percentage. Because even if, like, $300 is the most, if you don't make enough and now your ticket is $35 or $40, I'm going to still be like, hey, yo, like, I get it, but, like, I don't. We did the same crime, nigga. Go stop being a broke boy and go get some fucking money. Or imagine if you were in court and like you were like, oh, I'm gonna take the community service. You just heard something <laughs> from the back of, oh, he's a broke boy. Yeah, literally, tell me you broke without telling me you broke. <laughs> um, all right, we got this was another little, little, little spicy one we had. Um, roommate oh, etiquette. Man. Uh, how early you can start your days. Um, if you can have sex while your roommates are there, just stuff like that. Other significant rules so that you think fall into roommate, roommate etiquette. Are you talking about like you're both in one room, like college dorm style? Or are you talking about like suite? Uh, no, we're gonna talk like, like sharing a house. Um, like a- so when it comes to starting your day, I feel like, um, I feel like anything probably both weekday or weekend. Um, um, both. Give us both. We're during a pandemic. A lot of people working from home. Give us both. Um, because I know some people got to be at work at seven, depending on how far they are. They probably getting up around five something, eating breakfast around six something, then getting on the road, right? And then um, okay. weekends. If you're the dickhead who starts, like, fucking vacuuming and shit at, like, 8 a.m., you actually deserve to have a talking to. Like, no, I'm being serious. Like, you can (laughs) really hold that shit off. Especially if it's, like, Sunday morning. We might actually have a problem. Um, So, I'd say on the weekends, uh, I guess around 930, 10 o'clock, you can start being, like, real loud if you want to. Before we go to the next category of etiquette, Diana, what's your take on this? I would say that at any point you can be up as long as you're not being noisy. On weekdays, some, like, early morning, like, I'm getting ready is permissible. Like, I can just go back to sleep. I can eat that. Um, But if you're vacuuming, anytime before everyone else in the household is up or 10 a.m., you're a monster. See, but let me play devil's advocate because not everything deserves a devil's advocate, but some things do. 10 o'clock in the fall, the sun goes down at 5 o'clock, 
4.45 in Mansfield. Sun come up at like 6. So now I've wasted four hours of my day waiting for you to get your okay, lazy ass out of really bed. Are you really up at 6 o'clock? I'm telling you right now. Yes. He, he's an insomnia. I do, I do be so I'm just saying, like, I feel like 10 is almost pushing it too late for... Like, when we were teenagers, I feel like 10 was whatever. But, like, I feel like all of us being adults, as much as we like to think our weekend is ours, I bet we done all had shit on weekends where we had to do that we do not want to do just because it's fucking life now. Whether it's doing something with your girl or, like, maybe you got to go shopping for something, pick something up, and then you got to go to an event later. So let's say you got something to do at 12 or 1, but you still need to get the house in order before you can then shower and stuff. If you get up at, like, 8 or 9 and start that, I'm not mad at that because, like, don't get up at six and start it. But, like, eight or nine seems um, more I, realistic than ten. Mm-hmm. Ten, I'm a lot of like, daylight been wasted. Be doing any, like, noisy but we have electricity. Before, like, 9, 30, 10 o'clock. If you want to take a shower and all that shit, I don't care. I'm saying you're, you got to, you got to clean the, you got to clean the dishes. This is the scenario. You got to do the dishes, which we all know can be kind of noisy. And you got to vacuum. And you got somewhere you want to be at one, but you still got to go into town and run some errands, like grocery shopping shit. Because all you got is two days off now. You got a Saturday and a Sunday. And you got plans at one. 10 o'clock feels too late. You're just going to have to vacuum later in the day. It may be different because you're a morning person. So that would be something you'd have to coordinate with your roommate, like personally, taking that into account. But it is, I'm going to be angry if we have not spoken about it. I'm sleeping, it's 10 a.m. Or, like, it's 6 a.m. and you're vacuuming. No, I'm not saying 6. I'm saying, like, 8 or 9. Because if I'm being honest, I wouldn't even think I need to talk to a roommate about something at 8 or 9. Because, to me, 10 o'clock is like, all right, nigga, stop playing. What's your real answer? I feel like 9's the proper time. 10 is late, yo. 10, two hours from noon. At 10, niggas is about to get ready for brunch at 11. Yeah, I feel like nine's a respectable hour where if people want to sleep in, like if you saw like it was nine o'clock, you're not going to be pissed off. But if it was like um, seven yeah, thirty, I mean, like, what the fuck are you like, doing? I can keep mine at a strict nine thirty. Not see nine thirty still pushing it. But now here's my counter argument. So if ten o'clock is what Diana is arguing is hard, ten o'clock I'm gonna be pissed, and you're saying nine thirty. How late your roommate allowed to be out making noise? It's a Friday night. You do got shit to do tomorrow morning. How late um, is it okay for your roommate that. to be out making noise? And I'm not talking like he doing dishes. I'm talking like he got people over enjoying his night making noise. It could be um, that. It could be watching <laughs> that. For me, the weekend is kind of like no holds for real. Um... I would appreciate it if you let me know if you're throwing a fucking rager. But if it's just like you and like some friends, I'm probably just going to charge it to the game. But if it's like, you know, every fucking weekend of every, like every day of every weekend, you're you're throwing some type of party and I'm not getting any sleep, then I'm going to be like, hey, yo, my friends ain't got no cribs, you know? But if it's like here and there, I'm whatever. I'm just charging it to the game. Now it's different if it's a weekday. It's pretty if it's consistent. A weekday, then I'm gonna be like, "Hey yo, like fuck wrong with you, bro." Like you weekday. What time is that for the weekday? This gonna sound so bad to me. Um, 
if the shardies is ugly, I'm giving you till eleven o'clock. <laughs> if the shardies is bad, I'm probably gonna give you <laughs> like one, one to two ish, two ish depending on how bad they are on the baddie meter. Thoughts, Diana, on all of this? I do not think that we should be judging the women um, they have brought over. What else am I going to I'm, I'm telling you right uh, now, I'm, I'm judging them. Yeah. I'm judging them <laughs> off their looks. If it's like the jaunts ain't cute, when I had a roommate, if the jaunts not cute and it's like 12, 12 30, I'm pissed. I'm like, nigga, it's Tuesday. Like, I'm trying to fucking sleep before class or work tomorrow. But if they bad, at least I can give it to like 1, 1 30, like you said, because I can be like, you know what? That's my dog, and he about to he about to really pull this. Yeah, but I think bad is no, no, subjective. I'm saying like, so they could be bad to him. It's yeah, not um, to determine whether or not they're truly like, oh, either cute or you're not. It just kind of depends on your flavor. There's some objectively ugly females, just like there's objectively ugly men. So there is objectively just, ugly, and um, you're saying that it's subjective. It is subjective, but we're going off of my taste because exactly. I'm gonna be the one pissed. So if I think they ugly, it is two a.m. and you still entertain them. I'm gonna hit them with a text. Hey, yo, nigga, these ugly I husbands. Like, like the fuck is y'all doing out there? <laughs> anyway, not taking women's looks into account. I think on weekdays, midnight is probably a hard stop because people have to get up in the morning. On weekends, like 2 a.m., I'm not going to be mad if y'all are being noisy out there. Yeah, I mean. Okay, that's not bad. Uh, why no, can't we judge people off of yeah, how they look? You can. Basis. We do it every day. That's what I'm saying. I I think like, it's, it's such a common can... thing. Like, when you see people across the bar, you're not seeing their personality. You're seeing what they're looking well, like. And that's what usually attracts you first. Absolutely. And don't get me wrong. You have, like, friends where it's like, oh, you're not really attracting them or even them like, Oh no, this person's cool. Like I could fuck with them. I mean, but it's, it's physical first, and that's just what it is. She's fine with judging men. She's fine with judging men. Um, call her the Hercules of the Hercules of Cap because she's like, I'm not gonna judge people. That's Cap. Like you judge yeah, people off um, their looks every single day. So I can agree that everyone has like implicit biases looks wise, right? You're gonna prefer one person over another looks wise. I think you can make conscious steps to not judge people in that way. Like, romantically, it's fine, because that's someone you were arguably thinking about procreating with. That's someone whose looks should be taken into consideration. But if there are people who aren't even there for you, people you don't know, you don't have room to judge them based on who their the looks. Who the fuck are you to not... tell me what I got room to judge them Diane, for? I don't you don't got room to tell me I don't got room. I can't. Here's my, here's my thing, though. We walking into a class. And these people are not any of your people you're trying to procreate with. You walk into a class. Um, we'll say girl or guys. We'll use girls since all of us like girls here as well. We'll say girls. Um, the class the class got some seats available. There's some ugly niggas, some ugly girls, some baddies. Um, me being me, I'm not going to go to a class I don't know nobody and sit next to the niggas. That's weird. I'm going to at least mackle some baddies in here, get a couple giggles. I'm going to go sit next to the bad jaunts versus the ugly. And I think everybody here would do the same thing. If there's a seat open next to a baddie versus open to an ugly jaunt, you're sitting next to the baddie, and you just judge them based off what they look like because that's all you know going into this situation. I think that's on you for being judgmental. So you sit next to the ugly jaunt? 
I'm telling you, I mean, if your purpose going into that class is to spit game at My someone, purpose isn't means- to spit game. I'm just saying there's two seats available. One's next to a baddie, one's say- next to the ugly. I know nothing about this person outside of what they look like. I'm telling you right now, based on every class I've ever walked into, I choose my seat oh, you're based on seat location, you're not the people who are sitting there's like no near me. Like, what are you saying? I'm there's only two seats available. One is next to... You thought your friends was going to be. <laughs> It depends. Where are those seats located? They both, yeah, so they I'm- both front and center. The both of these seats are equally great. You desire both of these seats. One is next to the shorty who is ugly. One is next to the shorty who is bad. You know nothing about them outside of one is ugly and one is bad. I just can't. Okay. No, just admit. Just say. admit you were sitting next to the body. Just admit it. That's not it. Literally, no, there's I'm nothing wrong with wanting to sit with someone who you find about. attractive. Or that's not even the truth. Because if you sit me next to, to two people, one of them is conventionally attractive, one of them is not. But I have other context clues available. I'm gonna sit by the person who's gonna make me feel the but most. But you don't have the you have no clues. Yeah. The only thing we so I'm gonna choose based on seat location. They're both I... front centers, probably whichever one's closest to the door, so I don't have to walk in front yeah. of that kind of people. This is all cap, bro. Like, why did we even it's entertain this cap? You you know you're allowed to say you know what as a human being, like everyone would do. I'm going to sit next to the person that's not deemed ugly. It's just what I'm you would do. Not, I'm not. I'm not going into that class. To enter into relationship with any of them, so looks are not. No, this factor, person, this person on the left is so ugly. Those women look threatening in your scenario. It, it looks like a physical. <laughs> like the person ugly. I truly do not like using the term ugly because I think cat. everyone has you, beautiful oh qualities. <laughs> like, what are we they doing? They may not be conventionally attractive. Everybody here look- is an adult who can admit that when faced with choosing. Ugly or bad? Yeah, we're going to choose the bad. Using the term, then what term would you use besides ugly? I just said I can agree with the term like conventionally, like, conventionally attractive versus not, because you have to admit that every society, every like grouping of people, is going to have a different definition for what attractive or beautiful. Well, we yeah, but we're saying you can't this... make a generalized that person. We're saying the person is they... ugly to you. You got a baddie That's to you me. or ugly jit to you. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, if I am not entering with romantic intentions, looks are a non-factor. All right, it's not that's true. You're, because like we've, human, we've heard it all. You, <laughs> you're drawn to things that are just better looking. That's just what that humans are. That's what ads are. That's that's how everything goes. It's based about color and symmetry. That's just how the human brain works. You I'm can't pull you right the now. bullshit human ch- like woman champion nonsense here. That's just logic. In a, in a situation where it's now men, right? It's not even women. It's not even like, oh, I don't want to call women ugly. It's people in general. If you put me in a room with a man who's conventionally attractive and a man who's conventionally unattractive, in all honesty, if I'm going in and I have to choose based on who I like more, like who I'm trying to spit game at, yes, I'm going to sit next to the Actually, no, I'm not even going to sit next to the attractive oh person because I'm intimidated by people I'm attracted to. So I'm the worst person to argue. Yes, because you're a cat. With. We get it. I'm not. Ca- I'm sorry I'm... that you are going in 
and judging people. It's I do. Lie. I'm not going to lie. I am human. Like everybody I know, I judge people every day off what they look like. I'm not going to lie. Like when I walk in Walmart, the person in front of me look dirt, dusty and ugly. I'm like, damn, <laughs> let me hit a little extra sand right now because this nigga look dirty and ugly. I don't know what they hygiene like. I feel like normal people can admit that they do this shit. I think that most of what you, because you just associate the terms dirty and ugly with one another. And that is entirely based on how you've been socialized to perceive people who are not attractive to you. And what Eric was saying about how, like, inherently we bias attractive individuals, I can agree that, like, inherently you're going to, you can perceive people as quote-unquote ugly and uh, people who are, like, beautiful to you. But it's knowing that you make that subconscious decision and consciously trying to break yourself of that habit that's important I'm, because i think everybody i'm not breaking myself for this. i'm a always when i get a job and we go into the break room i'm gonna sit next to the baddies and not the ugly joints that's just how i'm gonna operate and i'm sorry that you've closed yourself off and i'm sorry that you've decided that you have it which is cap <laughs> <laughs> i don't know Ezra, how many of my friends are attractive this. to you? How many of your friends? How many of the women that I talk Thank to? You. Ethan and Kevin are both attractive niggas. I, I'll do the same thing for guys. Like, if I walk in a classroom and there's, like, chill, drippy guys versus just, like, niggas that I deem <laughs> ugly, I'm not sitting with them ugly niggas. It's like, what? All I'm telling you is that I do not choose who I associate with based on looks, especially if it's in a friendly manner. I will, however, choose who I associate with by like how comfortable Did you I just, think I'll be hold on. how like minded hold I think we may be. You're gonna know none of this. Like she would be. And she said that she is uncomfortable around attractive people. Are you purposely putting yourself around unattractive no, people? No, I say what that. What are you saying I have... about me, Diana? What do you mean by that? Uh, Thank you. Uh, Ethan, I think you're handsome. You're welcome. Oh. Eric, my sister thinks you're handsome. Alex does love Eric. That makes sense. <laughs> Sometimes I don't get, like, do you ever look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, how do people find me attractive? Like, um, what is it? I'm not going to lie. Nah. <laughs> I do. I do. It's just, I was like, I just going to be like, no, no, no. Fuck I always I thought I was handsome. Hell yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> you looking kind of ugly today. And then other days I'm like, were you chiseled by the gods? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it just depends on the day. But I think when I was younger, I was more insecure about that. But as I get older, I realize, damn, I'm a cute-ass nigga. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not my like, Yo, I need a haircut real bad. A oh, a haircut can change. A haircut. I'm walking around Walmart for no yeah. reason. I need the fade going. <laughs> we got so off. I don't even know how we got there. But, um... Diana's yeah, Diana's bullshit definitely did get us off. Um... Can you have sex while your roommate is home? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Are there any, like, etiquettes or rules to this or, like, what? Unless they're I, sharing a um, bunk bed, I think everything's fair fucking game. Yeah, if you're in your own room, door closed, as long as you're not being so loud that they can hear you and feel as if they're oh. basically participating, you're good. What if you want I, them I, to participate? Then you should invite them, but you should have their consent. Oh, my old roommate used to get it in. I almost felt like I was part of the cinematography for real. And, but my first roommate (laughs) I ever had in college, worst experience of my life. (laughs) Um, This dude, because like, you know, I had ROTC in the morning, so on weekdays, I generally have to go to sleep pretty early. 
this man would hold bring in shawties and like fuck them while I was asleep, right? And one time I woke up and all I hear is like a girl moaning. And I'm sitting here, you know, 18-year-old me sitting here thinking, this not real. There is no way this nigga is fucking this girl with me <laughs> right here. He was. And then one time, I guess I was, because I generally faced the wall, but I guess I turned over at night. And I was facing like that way, like towards his bed. And he was fucking this other girl. And he was like, oh, yeah, I was under the sheets. But then I saw you turned over. And I took it off so you could have a peek. I was like, hey, yo, I respect you. Like, I was not aware. He said, nah, yeah, you were. I was like, nah, like I wasn't. Like, I was like, why do I have to convince you that I wasn't awake? And why are you so pressed to show me what you're doing? Um, I'm not mad at it. Entertainers yeah, got to entertain. I don't think I'm one to ever fuck in front of other people. I know Ez is a champion. I mean, that, but I, I wasn't like, that. hey, yo, I'm going to get it in right now because people are around. It was like, damn, I got to get it in. People happen to be around. Fuck it. I mean, Paige's face was like right there. Whose fault is that? <laughs> damn, yeah, that was iconic. <laughs> um, Let me see. I'll give you all one more thing, and then we can wrap this up. This has been a solid one. Um, Once we got Diana's cap out of the way, this moved solidly. Uh, hot take. Normalize breaking up with people and not trying to remain friends. Opinions. Mm. Absolutely. I suppose. I, mm, I don't know. I just, I, I think it goes by case by case basis because there are clearly some exes I could not be friends with. And then there were some exes that I'm eh, somewhat cool with, I guess. I don't think I'm really like friends, friends with them, but at least we're on a cordial basis. And here and there, we'll have little conversations with each other. But outside of that, it's, I guess you don't have to force a friendship. If a friendship comes after, I guess, some stage of the healing process, then whatever. But forcing a friendship, I think that could be even worse than just, like, cutting it off cold turkey. I agree. Because sometimes, like, that trying to remain friends is, like you said, it's truly just forced. Like, let's just go our separate ways, cut our ties, and keep it pushing. Yeah, you don't you don't need to be friends. Like, if you want to stay friends, cool. But uh, I don't know. I don't need to talk to you. If you want to slide in the DM randomly and say hello or fucking happy birthday, cool. But that's Oh, bad. shit. Ex's belongings. Because we have an episode where Paige is like, she hit her man for like a sweatshirt or a hoodie or some shit. And to me, uh, charge that to the game. If you ain't take your shit when we broke up, don't hit me weeks yeah, and months later thinking like you won't have enough. I feel like when you're in the middle of the breaking up process, because you probably, th- depending on how long you're with that person, you probably thinking for a good solid week and shit, or even maybe a month or even longer about breaking mm-hmm. up with this person. You're probably thinking about all the shit you got there. So if you if you hitting them up over like Absolutely. a couple of weeks later or a month later, talking about, oh, you need this back, it's either one, to see them again, or two, you're trying to be petty, or three, you really didn't care about it, you're just being an ass.
I feel like if you're asking for things, it's usually like yeah. the classic excuse to like see them to get back. Absolutely. Together. Especially like again, for a hoodie, you chalked it up to the game. You were saying some wild shit that you were chalking up to the game. Ooh. Like I had an Xbox there. Hey, that you. You were talking a lot up to the game, Xbox. leaving mm-hmm. shit there. And I was like, listen. You yeah, you charge that shit to the game. I'm telling you now, you charge that shit to the game. Cause here's the thing. Just go on one of two, it's going one of three ways. You hit her up asking if you can get your Xbox two or three weeks later, and she says, "Yeah, you can come get it." You hit it up asking to get it back. She says, "Nah, her new nigga's playing it." Or you hit it up asking to get it back in three. She already moved that shit on. Like if you're waiting two, three, whatever you didn't take then at the breakup, you've got to be willing to charge it to the game. So if any way you break up and you didn't retrieve it that day or in the weekend in which you break up, anything left, you've got to be willing to charge to the game. If you wanted your Xbox, you probably should have grabbed it. Uh, well. I don't imagine me leaving an Xbox at my club anywhere. Yeah, like that's if you leave that shit, then so that's something you gotta be willing to charge to the game. Whatever. Hoodies I charge to the game, some shoes I charge to the game. It's I don't think it's worth it trying to like go through the process of getting this back. Cause if the if the breakup was so toxic and what you broke up and left all your shit there, yeah, getting it back is probably gonna be a very toxic process. Yeah. Probably gonna be some fucking involved. So if you want like your, your last couple nuts in, I guess go for it. But nigga, she making you fuck for a controller I'm at a time. One controller, one game. Oh. So I had, unless y'all had anything, any last closing bits, pieces. Nah. Next time I'm on the podcast, I'll have a couple more good questions. Mm. Love it. Hey, so thank you, Diana and Ethan, for coming on. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, this has been the Happy Hour Edition, the ha- uh, Shots Cast, the Ezra Got Exposed yep. Cast. Uh, <laughs> we appreciate you. We- Yeah, me casa su casa, got it stripped like Gaza. Got so high off volcanoes, now the flow is so lava. Yeah, we fit that saliva. iPhone got message from Viber. Either the head is so hydra, or we let bygones be bygones. My God, you. Yeah, I'm outside in an AMG, right outside. TT, two turn baby girl, you know.